another episode of As the World Turns with Nicolette. I am Nicolette. And the topic we're discussing this week, if you've read the blog post, is higher education scam or necessity. So I've been doing some reading and I found the following. So one study says on average, individuals with a master's degree make $17,000 more annually than a person with a bachelor's degree. And that's US dollars, obviously. Um, It says here, in general, master's degree holders entering the workplace have a substantial advantage over those who only have a bachelor's degree. Graduate school provides professional development, networking opportunities, and provides chances to build up your CV. All things that can lead to a higher pay grade and more employment opportunities. It also says here that employers do value a higher degree. The challenge is for the applicant to be able to describe the extra employability skills they've acquired while studying the mas- studying for the masters. So is higher education really necessary? I have a special guest with me today, my husband Brent. I decided to bring him in on the podcast because we both have master's degrees in completely different fields and I wanted to hear his take on this whole debate. So hi Brent and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much. How's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. Good. This could be awkward, but let's see. All right. So the first question I have for you is, do you think the value of a master's degree is worth the quote-unquote high cost of the tuition? Uh, yes and no. In a, in a short answer, no. Um, I, I don't believe... Do you like me to expound on that or do you just like a straight answer? No, please expound. Oh, uh... No, for because I don't believe that people just coming out of school uh, with their bachelor's degrees without any experience going back to do a master's, I don't believe that it offers any benefit or value or it's a realized investment um, down the road to go and do a master's right after, right? I don't believe there's value for that, right? Um, y- yes to the other part of the question because it, uh, if, if you're working in the field, let's say for instance your job, and you need a master's to do something like research or something further, or your job is telling you that, you know, you need it to advance or something like that, then most certainly I believe it's worth the investment, you know, if, if you're going to get that pay bump or you're going to get, you know, added benefits or something, right? So always an investment. But um, initially coming out of school uh, and with no purpose at all for it or no reason to do it, just to go and do a master's to, you know, say you're going to upgrade yourself and you want to go and do a master's with nothing behind it, there is no benefit to, to doing that because even if you do get a job, it'll be a couple of years later and everything that you've learned will be lost. Okay. So. Okay, I guess you. But then why did you decide to do a master's? I was uh, pushed in that direction. Um, I, if I remember correctly, um, you know, and, and I can say it, you know, I, I have mine. I, I don't believe it adds much value. It's really good to put, <laughs> it's really good to put on your resume and to sit it down and say, hey, I have a master's degree. But as for using it, I don't recall ever using it. As a matter of fact, I don't even recall using most of my undergraduate degree. But that's a whole different conversation, a whole different story. Um, but I, I just did it because I thought, hey, you know, something nice to put on a resume, something to upgrade myself, something to get a little bit more educated on. You know, let me just swap it out and just, you know, do it while I'm still young or do it while I, while I still can, right? So... Yeah. Okay, I kind of get it. I feel like my um push to do it was the same. Like every, I, nobody had really spoken about doing a master's degree, and one of my instructors had mentioned it, 
and I mentioned it to my parents and I probably should not have done that because it was a lot of pressure after that to to go ahead and do it um but I feel like there's value in it after I've done it uh well we should probably note that my field of expertise is in communication for social and behavior change and Brent you are an engineer but your master's was in business administration an MBA yeah which which is a fantastic pairing right it's really good um to be honest you know it it, it sets you up to you know do a lot of project management in engineering sets you up for good salaries and, and, and all that so the pairing is actually quite fantastic because I believe that's what you were alluding to that you know, it's a different field, but mm-hmm. it, the peering is actually quite good because it does set you up for success as an engineering manager, project manager, or just overall managing an engineering, you know, field, you know, managing your own business in engineering or whatever, right? But I don't believe it was 100% necessary to get a master's degree to be able to do that because you do learn some, you have some business courses while doing your, your, your first degree in engineering. So I don't believe that it was you know of utmost importance to do it right so okay but then did you have any kind of preconceived i don't know notions or or ideas before getting into doing your masters about what experience would be like uh no none whatsoever i just kind of wanted to um the, the main focus the main reason i thought about it is just hey um i'm right here uh you know, what is my plan for the future? I couldn't see 100% a plan for the future. So I was just saying, I might have the time now. Let's get it done now. And let's let, let, let's see where it goes. I mean, you know, I wasn't in, I wasn't fully in business before. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just, maybe, maybe one preconception, maybe I thought, hey, you know, maybe I can get a better understanding of, you know, how the business world operates, how, you know, people make money, you know, how, how, how does it operate? How do people in business operate, right? So. So then you didn't think that was valuable because you're saying there was no value in it. So you didn't think learning about that was a bit, at least a bit more valuable than just having your undergraduate in, in engineering? You know what, maybe maybe later on in my life, it uh, depends on how long I live for or what I live to see, maybe it might be valuable, right? Maybe it might be valuable to get that experience. But I completed my master's uh, four years ago, right? And I have what not... Been that long? I have, yes, it has. And I have not used most if not all of that information i have not used any of that information that i've completed in my masters very very small amount actually um and i haven't used most of it so therefore it's gone it's gone right if you're <laughs> it, and, and that's the reality um if okay. if, if you study I, I i can bet you do do you remember any of the courses that you studied right do you, I do. do, do you remember the names of the courses right half of the stuff that you don't use within a two-year period is gone so you know the impact is there it's on my resume oh i did it i completed it but... intervention design that's one course i did okay you, uh... you know what you had, you had to look that up on your portal <laughs> no or, i didn't i remember stuff, that right? one so, i mean it, it's 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 the reality i i can remember one or two courses on the top of my head but in the reality you know the information was not used um <laughs> and it's gone it's i think gone. i know what i think this is i think this is just like a perfect example of the more i don't know the kind of artsy background i have and the more technical background you have because i feel like even though i can't recall every single aspect of my master's degree program it's useful because i feel like i was able to i don't know reason on a different level about certain things and there was one particular course um taught by marianne de brun 
she was amazing like she gave us these things to read gave us five questions and we had to write like essay type question essay type answers on these five questions and it really forced you to think outside of the box it's not just reading comprehension it's about reading between the lines understanding what has not been said you know so i think the masters helped me to do that and it's it's helping me you now i think in in my my area of work i you know i i agree with you i agree with you um believe me i i definitely agree with you with the thinking i agree with you with the thinking part i agree with you that you know it, it helps you to achieve a higher level of thinking is it worth it it's not um you can get a high level of thinking from experience you can get a high level of thinking just being out in the world you can get that high level of thinking just by being around for two years which is the amount of time it takes to do a master's degree right so um i i can't attribute higher level thinking to a master's degree in 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 my in my um in my head right and you said the difference between arts and technical thinking it's fine it's fine i, I don't believe that there's a difference in it, it doesn't really matter what you do at, at the master's level right it doesn't really matter uh what course of study you took at the master's level most masters end in you writing a thesis and doing a lot of research and mm -hmm. all, all kinds of stuff right so we all went through that we all did that end of the day what he did engineering business arts y'all end up in the same place end up in the same place presenting and defending a, a thesis or a dissertation or whatever you want to call it and i i just don't believe it adds as much value as people put on it i don't believe it adds as much value as the cost is if the cost was cheaper then then most <laughs> certainly uh but you know and, and i think if it's a personal goal it, it's good but i don't i don't see it adding value unless your company says to you or you see where we'll add value in the next couple of years you see where you'll start your business or you see where you know it will add value to your research or you see where it will add value to what you're doing in your everyday life mm -hmm. then it would make sense but okay. just to leave undergrad and just say okay i'm going to go and do a master's and then you know the information will be gone you know, and you don't want to admit it, of course, because you spent your money. Of course, you spent your time, um, but it's gone. All right, so we're going to dial it back. Uh, how did you find the program overall? Uh, the program was pretty good. Um, one thing I will say that I took away from that program is a little bit, you know, how to understand people a little bit better. All right, how to, how okay. to work with people, work in groups. Um, you know, um, postgraduate degrees are um, a lot of group work. Well, let me say master's degrees um, because... Um, postgrad degrees go up to PhD level and that's individual work but um it, it helped me to work within groups a bit better mm -hmm. um so uh, apart from that I found a program to be pretty good and it was it was more or less I don't want to say easy um it it, it was okay it was okay <laughs> it was all okay. right you know it was pretty good it's pretty good uh is there one word or maybe a phrase that can sum up your experience expensive expensive okay expensive i think um i think post-grad study is it's expensive and um i think all studying is, is expensive i think someone told me that information is always free learning is should be free i agree with that 100 percent um but wait, think, wait, the I, think, I think the medium the medium to get that information is what you pay for so um i believe that that, that medium to get that information yeah. that's that's readily out there was expensive um and i think i think they could they could cut it back um but yeah expensive 
All right. And you said you had learned to understand people better. Is there anything else that you would have gained from this experience? Um, I, as I said, not at the time I did it. Maybe if I was in a research-driven job um, doing, you know, things that are specific to uh, a master's degree, then I would, you know, have expectations and I'd be able to see benefits and I'd be able to tell you, you know, this has really changed my life in a way that I can never explain to you. But, you know, it's, it's um, you know, and I'm sure even people who work in business, you know, most of the people who work in banks or whatever, um, but they, they can ease, they, a lot of them will tell you that they don't even use their, their business degrees. They don't even use what, what they've learned because what happens is that companies, they will say, okay, you know, want you to do your master's just to have your master's, which is what most people have just to have it. And then they will send you away on training to learn specific things, right? And those are the things that count, right? Going away to the your individual training, going, going away to the certifications, those are the things that count. Those are the things that are the most important. Thing. Doing little certification, getting, getting your years of experience, those are what will count towards getting, you know, moving up on a ladder in, in, in a job. And let's just say you don't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that will count in you starting your own business and getting the clients, right? Not your, your master's degree, but what will, what, what will happen is that they will say, okay, you have the certification, or you're a specialist in this, you've been working in this for X amount of years, we definitely want to take you on because you, you have the experience. Not because you have a master's degree or even a bachelor's degree. Right. No, but I get what you're saying, Brent, and there are some, some studies that said that um, you have to expressly state what your employability skills are from doing a master's degree. But in the same way that you said you were able to understand people better, and I said I was able to rationalize on a higher level, uh, don't you think that that's what the employers are looking for? So the fact that you have a degree at this level means you're therefore thinking at a higher level. Having, having a degree at a postgraduate level only means that you are able to go through the system it does not necessarily mean that you it's not a, it's not a proportional relationship it's not a proportional relationship okay. to say okay you know they have this having a degree says that says to the employer okay more than likely this person is trainable yeah or this person is at this level of thinking right but i cannot solely attribute that to a master's degree i can't solely attribute me understanding people a little better to a master's degree, right? Instead of spending two years and spending the amount, the amount of money I did, I could have spent maybe three, four, five years. Let's say I've spent five years working in an organization, learning the same skills, understanding people the same, but while the, the company is paying me to do it instead of me paying somewhere, right? So instead of losing the money, I could be gaining money. It might take a little bit longer okay. to get the same experience, to think on the same level, right? So I, I don't believe that you know, I can attribute things to a master's degree. As I said, I, I can't I can speak at this freely because I have one. You know, you, you, you can't look at me and say, oh, you know, maybe he's bitter because he doesn't have a master's degree or, you know, he it's not something he hasn't achieved. It's something, it's a level that I've attained already and I'm, I'm here and I'm telling you, I just, you know, I don't believe that, you know, it's good to have and it's a good personal goal, but I don't believe it's something that, you know, you can attribute all these things to master's degree. Oh my God, you know, I have a master's degree and I don't, I don't believe that, um, you know, all the things you attribute to it are, are what it is, right? It doesn't make okay. who you are, right? So. I was also reading this other article that, and they were talking about how universities have kind of changed the conversation around higher education to make it seem that some, it's like it's something you have to attain because 
one, they're getting the financial gain from it. They're able to pay their bills. Exactly. Because um, if you're done with your bachelor's degree, that's it. They don't get any more money, you know, unless you decide to go into doing master's or a PhD and then doing research for the university. And two, that they're able to pay the staff to train you because you are signing up for this program. So one, one kind of conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory was that they're purporting that this is very useful for you when in effect it's not because they're the ones that's gaining from the experience and not necessarily the student. What do you have to say about that? Um, I, I agree. I, I agree maybe about 10, 10 to 15% with that, right? Um, I believe a lot of this wanting to go back to university, wanting to go back to university stems from our parents and our parents' parents and the society that they grew up in or other people grew up in. I believe that it has to do with the society of our forefathers basically saying um so we're from jamaica jamaica was an enslaved or we're basically africans and africans were enslaved right in the caribbean right and slavery was abolished 1856 if i'm correct no, I think and it's before that, but 50, yeah 1856 no, well, whatever, whatever. Okay. anyway <laughs> yeah right so slavery was abolished right and i think it was 56 actually right but right, but, right. but but indentureship continued and it was a way that that you know slave owners you know who were in the top jobs even though we were free you know black people were free and slaves were free free on paper free on paper they had indentureship and basically we were on the lowest tier you know slaves were on the lowest tier how could the black person get to a level where they were on par or close to where you know um slave owners were um and this is not about a black versus white kind of racism um argument this is this is pure facts um so a lot of people you know made the slaves believe that it is education it is education that you know Education is a key and it was driven into it was driven into us that yo definitely you know we have to go to school, have to go to school, have to go to school. And school became this whole religion, for lack of a better word. It became an entire religion to say, okay, you know, your kids have to go to school and have to try and go to school. And that's why, you know, um they're talking about this this whole thing now in government where if you're the first in the family to get a degree. You know, there's a scholarship for that, right? This whole education thing mm-hmm. has become an entire religion um, based on trying to get a foot on the ladder of where slave owners were, right? And they said, oh, you know, you have to get education. You have to be smart. You have to, you have to get this. You have to get that, right? No, none of my parents had a first degree, right? Um, it's like everybody, you know, a lot of black people, and again, it's not a racism thing. This is a factual thing. The first thing they say is that they push their kids, go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school. Always, always go to school. Not necessarily what you're learning. Not, you know, are you learning the life skills to, to, to survive? Are you, are you having a good time at school while learning? What is your goal to get out? You know, instead of saying go to school, go to school, learn math, learn history, learn, learn accounting, learn these things. What is your goal? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to become? You know what I mean? Slave owners who were predominantly white did not they don't treat their kids 
in the same manner. They don't have the same mentality. And they push, they push it on the, 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 the people who were once slaves. School and we have the education and we have this. And, and then they own universities and they take the money. Mm-hmm. Right? They take the money and basically they educate us with what they want us to know. But at the end of the day, why is it educated people cannot get jobs? Because it's not about education. It's about how well you can fit in society. The connections. Who, the connections that you have and you know how well you can manipulate what you're given who you know the education is a part of it it's a small part of it yes you went to this school you went to that school who you know you know what can you do but another side to that i mean i, I do get the whole thing and i agree with the whole thing from slavery i mean education was withheld from um black people because they were afraid of what an educated mass would be like and what that would result in. I completely lost my train of thought. It's fine. But, <laughs> but the other side to that though is we're saying that it's about how you can manipulate and whatever. That's how they saw that, that how they could manipulate the system. If they were able to be trained in the white man's way, quote unquote, then they could use it to turn it into their own favor. That's fair. And, uh, and again, right? You're using, you're using the information that is provided. So that's the information you have at the time to say, okay, um, you know, we're manipulating what we know or what they have told us or what slave owners have told or what people who are in the upper echelon have told us. We're using that to manipulate to say, okay, jump through these hurdles and you will get this prize. But what about the many who have jumped through the hurdles? Where is the prize for them? There's so many people, there are many people who have graduated with me. And there's no price for them. Where's my price? Jump through the hurdle. Jump through the hurdle and you'll get here. But the, the hurdle is education. Get all these degrees and finish, and spend six, seven years of your life trying to get up to a postgraduate degree level. But where's the price? We're still waiting. Where is the price? Well, I just remember what I was thinking of too. When you're talking about schooling, it also depends on which school you went to. Because... In in your in your mind, the schooling is schooling, right? Everything is on the same level. But actually, if you went to this school, it's different from this school because of the the prestige that this school has, as opposed to whatever other school that you went to. Agreed. So there's already that disparity because the slave children are not going to be able to go to where the white man's children are going. Agreed. So. There's that. But anyway, we got into this whole philosophical, historical discussion. What was life like for you after completing the master's degree? To be honest, it was pretty much the same. I've never been, you know, I've never been recognized or hired for um, my master's degree. So life was pretty much the same. Um, it was just good to be done with uh, school for a bit. And... Um, you know, it, it didn't change too much. It was just pretty much the same. Okay. Well, that's where my experience kind of differs from yours because I got into the job that I really wanted to get into that I didn't know at the time was a job I really wanted to get into because of the master's degree, because that was a requirement. And I actually got the job before I even completed it. So that I found value in doing a master's degree to find job fulfillment and also to get um, a higher a higher pay grade and also for personal development. But you're saying that you didn't notice any kind of differences in your thinking or anything after the master's degree? In my thinking, my thinking was different. I mean, I came out different. I came out, obviously, it's an experience. 
um you know so out of each experience you, you come out with you, or you come out from rather um you're going to be thinking differently you're going to be acting differently you're going to be a different person so yes it's different but um you know to to what extent can i can i apply this different thinking maybe maybe you know what w- what's sounding so cynical yeah what what is the value of this of this difference in thinking maybe maybe it it has its benefits you know what? maybe to be honest with you maybe i have not been i have not yet been able to quantify what the difference is as yet it didn't feel like the your conversations have been different there is no kind of higher level thinking happening um yeah i i my conversations have been different you know my my conversations and and what i talk about and what i am educated on is completely different Mm -hmm. um some ideas are completely different but you know those conversations have not yet turned into income so (laughs) so so therefore okay so therefore i so there's no value unless it turns into income there is no value at this time Right. unless it turns into income and people people may say otherwise they may say oh you know you gain really great friends which is which is fantastic but you know i have a lot of friends already um and unless it is a source of income or a form of income or a way to get income or some way to allow me and my family to advance mm-hmm. via income via something coming in via you know us getting some assets or us doing some deals to get some assets uh, I it's not something I can quantify, right? So, what the, what you were saying right now were kind of reminded me of something I saw on Instagram that Andre was talking about. He was saying that an interesting perspective that he's been thinking about is the fact that the real value of the school is not the education you're getting from school; it's the experience you're getting with everybody else while you're at school. So I, it's not the classes that you're learning from, but you're learning from the situation that you're placed in, living with in his case because he was warning living with the same boys or being in the same situation with all these students for five to seven years yeah i i went to the same school and i lived with the same boys and uh, <laughs> i just can focus on the question and let's not <laughs> let's not have it become you know, that kind of discussion you know what i mean i i um i can tell you i um i you know the the experience the experience does does change you you know what i mean it it, it, it does it does help you I guess the experience and the way you think in that experience um does change and 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 that that time was one of you know um self realization mm-hmm. so uh, i mean i believe i believe that um i believe in what you're saying it, it's correct right i believe in what you're saying is correct but as i said that in itself is great if it wasn't so expensive right okay. my main thing right is conversion right if you're striking if you're a the if roi yeah yeah r o i r o i every time i want to see okay so if you're a striker you're employed to score goals how many goals are you are you converting you're not being paid to create chances you're not being paid to okay you know i had this really great conversation and because of my education i was able to <laughs> I was able to say, yeah, you know, I spoke about the economy and I spoke about regression analysis and I spoke about, um, you know, these really big finance terms and which I'm forgetting right now because that was four or five years ago that I learned all these things. But there was a really great conversation. I was able to uphold a, a standing conversation mm-hmm. 
how does that convert into money in my account or assets in how my name? How does it affect the bottom line? How does it affect the bottom line? How does my family eat from this? You know, because I, I have mouths to feed, I have bills to pay. How does it do, get there? And if it cannot get there, you know, unless I can quantify that, maybe in the future, maybe in the future, I might be able to quantify it. Maybe, okay. right? So I, I so can't lash out. out. Hope. I'm holding out hope. I can't lash out and say, no, 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 no. But maybe in the future, I'll be able to quantify what exactly, you know, we have here going, right? So. <laughs> okay. All right. So then what would your advice be to people who are thinking about pursuing higher education? It depends on your age. It depends on where you're at. It depends on, you know, how much money you have in your account. It depends on who your parents are. There are a lot of factors. What does it depend on who your parents are? If your parents are pressuring you to do it and you want to try and do something for your parents, you know what I mean? Then sure. Okay. You know, so it, it depends on all that, right? It depends on if your parents are big on education or if their beliefs are, you know, the same as my parents are, the same as your parents. Oh, you know, think you should do this, this schooling and so on. So it depends on a lot of factors, right? Um, my, my advice to a regular person without any pressures or without any, any issues or anything like that, my advice is if you see a gap in the market or you see a niche market or if you see something that, you know, somewhere you can capitalize on something, think outside the box and try to get there. Now, I saw a gap in the market in my field. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get to that gap in the market was to go through school and do what I did at undergrad. And I thought that, okay, the masters would have assisted with that. It kind of did somewhat a little bit, but again, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a, you know, a, a round game. It's a, you know, it's a, you keep going around. But the ball is round. The ball is round. But I saw a gap and the only way to get there, sometimes the only way to get to the gap is through education. Okay. Some, sometimes the only way to get to the gap is through education. Sometimes the only way to get to the gap is through certifications. But the only way to get those certifications is to have the education. So again, right, um, the advice is to find a gap, find something you can capitalize on, and work it. Mm-hmm. Use all the friends that you have and people you talk to. You know what I mean? Get their feedback. You know, speak to your, your, your loved ones. And find a gap. Capitalize. Be successful. Don't try to waste your time doing post edu- postgraduate education or trying to, you know, say, oh, you know, my friends have this, I want this, or them say I must have this, or, you know, thinking that, you know, you're going to get a reward because I'm still looking for my reward. Maybe it might come. Maybe it might come. But I, I'm looking for my reward right now. And it's, um, it's evading but me. It's eluding me right now. My advice would be, though, for anybody who wants to pursue a master's degree is to think about their passion. Do you think that what you're passionate about will be achieved through the completion of this master's degree? Will it help you to achieve those goals? It's not always about the money, you know, but will you be able to find fulfillment beyond these two years? And also, always keep an open mind because a lot of people graduate with a master's degree and feel like they're experts and they know it all and nobody should be able to teach them anything beyond this point, but you're always learning. 
the master's degree is just able to let you know that you're going to be trained and be able to understand at a higher level, but you're always learning. So don't think that you're an expert because you have this piece of paper. Um, we're always open to learning and people can not knock you down a peg just because you have it. Some studies say people think people with master's degrees are more respected, but there are some people who kind of bad mind you for it too. So don't kind of overstep just because you think you're an expert because you have this piece of paper. That would be my advice yeah. to anybody looking to pursue. Um, Again, you yeah, have an open mind. Higher education. Yeah, definitely have an open mind about it. Um, yeah. But, you know, fulfillment is very important. But again... <laughs> Okay, you know, I get it. It has to again, translate into it again. The bottom line. You know, you cannot live on fulfillment. A lot of people make that mistake, trying to live on fulfillment. One cannot live on fulfillment. I just want to add that <laughs> it's very important. You cannot live on fulfillment. You must. But if you are not happy in your job, you're not happy in this job. You're getting five million dollars a month. Yep. You're okay with that. Get five million dollars a month. You're sad every day. All right, so listen to me. It's called delayed gratification. Okay. I'm sure you've heard about it. You make five million dollars a month. You make that for a year or two years, however long you can stomach it. You want fulfillment? Try to be fulfilled when you tr- when you, when you, when, you, when you stomach hungry and you're paying rent. Or would you, or would you rather be fulfilled two years of the worst of, it, of your entire life for thirty five years of the best life you've ever had? Right. So, delayed gratification. The man them say, yo, look. Yo, you're seeing both over his entire period has only run, what, 168 seconds and whatever. Yeah, but the preparation before that. Come on, man. When this man is vomiting in training and all these things, everybody, not, you're not looking at that. You're looking at the nine seconds at the end. Now, you know, you're not looking at the, the rounds and the psychological trauma and all kind of things. But you're not looking at through. that either. When you're in this job that you completely hate. That's you're true. You're sick. That's true. You're sick to yourself, but the thing is, you Depressed. think about you think about the goal, and the goal is fulfillment. Fulfillment okay. at the end of it to say, okay, I can afford these things, and them say, they, you know, they always say money can't buy happiness. Um, and I tell them all the while, I'd really like to cry in my Mercedes Benz about how messed up <laughs> my life is. I want to cry in my Mercedes Benz you know and what? say, and I... say, my life is so sad. Yeah, you know, and make the tears drip down would, the leather. I used to say that money can't buy happiness either, but I mean. It depends. Too much money may not be that great, but as long as they're able to afford their bills and also be able to listen, leave, go on little vacations, I feel like money can. Listen, there there are a lot of things that are you know. I know that, for instance, people get sick and you know people die and those things are sad. I know you know a lot of other things happen, but as long as I'm with my family, I'm able to be with my family for a reasonable amount of time. Um, and my as, family, you mean me? Sure. Um, and as long as I'm, I'm able to provide for them and make them happy and smile, um, and as long as you know I'm, I'm free to do that, I think I, I should be okay. So. All right. So we kind of digress from the whole topic, though. But sure. Any final words? Yeah. Um, think outside the box. Always think outside the box. A matter of fact, don't even think outside the box. The same box that you're provided, use the box. And develop something brand new. So think use the box and make a circle. Yeah, man. Use the box and make a circle. <laughs> use the box and make a star. Use the box and completely change the phrase from think outside the circle 
you know, change him to think outside the star. Think outside the, the Pentagon, right? Change that entire, the, the way you think will, will set you up for the way, whether or not you'll be successful. So your thought process is ultimately what will lead to your, you know, your ascent or your descent. Okay. So take the box, switch it around. You would actually think outside the box, but you can't really. Because most the of the time. The box is what you're giving. Yeah, but most of the time, them, you know, them give the box and things. So you have, to, you have to make deal with the box. So you know what? Take the box and say, here, well, we'll make a star. Or we'll make a, we'll make a, 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 a quadrilateral. May I forget the shape that I learned in school? Uh, so finally, now, higher education, scam or necessity? Is it a scam? Is it necessary? I cannot give you a definitive answer for that. Um, I, I don't believe. It is a scam, but I believe some of the reasons that people do it most of the time is scam. a brainwash way of thinking. So I would okay. I don't like to use the term scam. I like to believe it's a brainwash way of thinking. Most of the time that people do it, it's a brainwash way of thinking. Some of the time it is useful, okay. especially if you want to do you're doing psychology. You know, you, you need you need that. You need that, right? Certain fields you need that. You need that, you know, and it depends on certain jobs you have. You need that. Um, so the, the word scam, I, I don't like that word, but I, I prefer, you know, brainwashed. I prefer most of the reasons that people do it, when they do it, why they do it. It's just some resume. So. Okay. Well, I get what you're saying, and I, I think it's kind of half and half. I think it's the universities kind of push us to do it because they want to get money or intergenerational consciousness. Based on what we're seeing from slavery and higher education is the way to, is the key to success kind of thing. Um, that influences it. But it's also half necessity because if it allows you to, I don't know, achieve optimally what you want to achieve, then you should go for it. So I think it's kind of half and half. It, it depends on, on really what your ideals are, what your ideas are for your future. And where you think you can be fulfilled while being able to get paid for that fulfillment. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Brent, for being a part of this discussion. Now, time for the... Dreamline update. Um, I have been trying to get myself on a morning and evening routine. Evening routine has been easier to achieve that's just like meditation and saying a word of gratitude morning is harder i have changed my schedule at the gym to four times a week which is pretty cool but i feel like i can't get anything else and i want to do my devotion i want to read the news i want to be able to like do an affirmation but those things have not been able to happen so we'll see how that go i'll be planning out my weeks and months a bit differently i got a new planner um, it's the I Am Very Busy Journal. I think it's by Bando. Uh, it's pretty great. And I love it. It's inspirational and it comes with stickers. So that's the good part. <laughs> so that's it for my Dreamline updates. Now moving on to... What I Am Reading. So I did start reading Spooner by Pete Dexter, which I was not able to continue. I've been reading that book for almost, I want to say seven years. 
it's a very difficult read. So I put it down and started reading Sign Language by Jerry Seinfeld. Now, that took me a while because I thought it was more of like a mini autobiography and not a book of possible jokes. But I read through it. It's done. I am closer now to my goal of reading 20 books for the year. I kind of fell off. Um... And the in the summertime, because I had gone on vacation, and I mean, who reads on vacation? I carried books, but I didn't read them. Uh, and then I'm currently reading Bridget Jones's Baby. And this is my probably third or second week reading it. And I just realized that it's actually the fourth book in the four-part Bridget Jones Diary series by Helen Fielding. Somebody could have let me know, like I'm reading it, back to front. But it's it's a very good read so far. And I really like um these kind of lifestyle books. And the only book I've read that is by a man so far this year, that is not a man of color, is the Jerry Seinfeld book. So I'm trying to continue on reading people of color <clears throat> and women for the rest of the year. Big ups to Rebel Women Lit for this kind of focus for this year. <clears throat> and I also started this hashtag on twitter called lunchtime feminism i've been trying to read up a bit more on feminism from different um authors and i came across came across oh i came across feminism is for everyone i think that's what it's called or feminism is for everybody by bell hooks and i've been sharing snippets from that using the hashtag lunchtime feminism i do share some on instagram also but if you have the time check it out read a few things i'd like to get some spirited discussions happening around that um but i don't know how to kind of start those up yet but yes i enjoy reading on feminism and then this is the time i've been waiting for the reveal of my song of the month it's by dean lewis and it's be all right it's a lovely song whenever i'm overwhelmed if i feel stressed I sing this song. I think I like it so much because he reminds me of Passenger. And Passenger is one of my favorite, favorite singers of all time. And seeing him live was just exceptional. Quote of the month is what I end today's podcast entry with. And I'll end the podcast today with the usual, the quote of the month. And it's by Alexander McQueen. I am human. If I didn't make mistakes, I would never learn. You can only go forward by making mistakes. I am human. If I didn't make mistakes, I would never learn. You can only go forward by making mistakes. So go forth into October and make some mistakes (laughs) and go forward. Have a great October and you will hear me soon.